Thank you for joining us here at City Life Church. We would love to hear how God is using this ministry to change your life. Please take a moment to submit your story to info at citylifechurch.cc. And if God has used this ministry to touch you in any way, we want to encourage you to partner with us financially to help us bring God's word to other people. You can go to our website at citylifechurch.cc give to find the giving options that work best for you. We have an encouraging word for you, and we pray that you lean in and engage as we head into the auditorium for today's message. I want to speak to you today about the journey of abundance. The journey to abundance. Jesus began to speak in the book of John, and this is red letter stuff. You know, the whole Bible is God-breathed. It's all, it's all God-breathed, but the red letters, that's Jesus declaring and I'm telling you, you need to pay attention to the red letter stuff. This is Jesus talking. The whole chapter of John 10 is powerful. It's, it's just rich and, and just really life building. But John chapter 10, Jesus gives us a sneak peek into why he came. It says this, the thief comes except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come, I have come that they may have life. And that they may have it more abundantly. I have come that you might have life in abundance. One translation says life to the full. One translation says life to the overflow. This word abundance simply means this. Full, complete, plentiful, lacking nothing. One, one definition was extremely obvious. I'm going to pray that over you, that it becomes so obvious that you are blessed. Not because you have a Louis Vuitton handbag, <laughs> whether it's real or fake, but, but you are marked with God's favor. It's on your countenance. It rests upon you. The Bible says we are crowned with his glory and his righteousness. I'm just praying that you are so marked by God's presence that it's obvious. Look at your neighbor and say, it's obvious. Because you're sitting next to me. No, don't say that, Tim. <laughs> say, it's obvious that God has blessed you. Oh, just speak that over somebody. Lacking nothing. One translation gives us a picture of a perpetual feeling where he moves us from glory to glory, grace to grace. In Zechariah, he gives us a picture of um, the kingdom being fed by lampstands that are perpetual lampstands that are feeding oil and God begins to speak and said it's not by might and it's not by power but it is by my spirit saith the Lord he said I'm going to finish what I started somebody say he's going to finish well I love that he's the author and the finisher of our faith and he takes us from uh, where we're at to where he's called us to be and he moves us on this journey to abundance so that our grace would remain and our joy would remain and the joy of our salvation would stay complete and that he would just keep filling us over and over again and before long what's in us gets out of us and on somebody else on our kids on our our husband on our wife on our finances at those people at the workplace at your boss somebody say my boss needs it Maybe you're the boss. Maybe you need it. <laughs> and in 1 Kings chapter 18, we're going to take a, a look at the prophet Elijah in the Old Testament. 
great man of faith, a man that started on a journey. I'm telling you, Elijah would call fire down from heaven, and we'll see that in a minute. But then also he would be hiding at times because of insecurities in his life. You ever felt like that? Some days there's moments that you're, you're just, man, on top of the mountain, and then the next day you're in the lowest valley. David was like that, killing giants one day, then in Psalm 23, in the valley of the shadow of death. But he had revelation. He could walk by faith and not fear. But insecurities would cause Elijah at moments. Sometimes we're like that. I mean, you're in this place, man. Jesus on the mountain, Jesus in the sea. I'm getting the words all wrong. But Jesus everywhere. Somebody say Jesus everywhere. Yeah. I'm writing my own song. It's prophetic today. Maybe a bestseller. I don't know. Um, where was I? Oh. But you know, we're in moments like this. We leave victorious. Boy, man, pastor had a word. The worship was strong. I was encouraged by people. Coffee was extra good at the coffee shop. You know, all that. But by Wednesday, man, Lord, are you even there? You remember where I live? Come on, don't tell me I'm the only one like that. Lord, uh, you know, and that's where Elijah was. And he was on this journey of faith. And we pick up reading in 1 Kings chapter 18. The people of God are in a famine. It has not rained in three and a half years. Crops have died. People are going under. In verse 41 it says, Then Elijah said to Ahab, Get up, eat and drink, for there is a sound of an abundance of rain. So Ahab went to eat and drink. And Elijah went to the top of Carmel and he bowed down on the ground. And he put his face between his knees and the servant said, Go up now and look toward the sea. So he went up and looked and said, There is nothing. And seven times he said, go again. Then it came to pass the seventh time that he said, there is a cloud as small as a man's hand rising out of the sea. So he said, go up and say to Ahab, prepare your chariot. Prepare your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. Now it happened in the meantime that the sky became black with clouds and wind and there was a heavy rain. So Ahab rode away and went to Jezreel. And the hand of the Lord came upon Elijah and he girded up his loins and ran ahead of Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. Ahab would be the prophet that would hear abundance in his spirit before anybody saw it in the natural. But his journey did not start like that. They're in a famine three and a half years. And God commissions Elijah to walk as a prophet. And he takes him to a brook. And over and over, Elijah would say things like this. Every passage, every movie he would make, he would say, at thy word. You can read it all in 1 Kings chapter 18. At thy word. Every movie made, at thy word. Somebody say, at thy word. He said, at thy word will I go. You know, Isaiah chapter 40, verse 8 says this, The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God stands forever. Heaven and earth may pass away, but the word of God will remain. And he would move by the word of God. I am telling you, more than this preacher, more than this church, you can build your life on the word of the living God. There are times my words fall short. There are times I tell you one thing and I can't make it because I'm human or I'll tell you I'll be somewhere and I fail to be there or what I said does not come to pass. But I'll tell you when God says it, it's rock solid. You can build your life on it. You can build your world on it. You can rest on it. And he would say, at thy word. But God did not start Elijah hearing rain in a dry season. He did not start him calling down fire from heaven. But he started him at a brook called Cherith. And God takes him by this brook and he camps out there. And at this brook, God does something. Take time, read 1 Kings 18 today. God sends ravens to bring Elijah food. People are going hungry, and God sends birds 
I'm telling you, if God was sending birds to your house and bringing you breakfast and lunch and dinner, I mean, you'd be like, Lord, I, man, I am blessed. Man, I get excited when Uber Eats shows up, you know? I mean, and I'm the one that ordered it, you know? I mean, I mean, birds are bringing him dinner and lunch and breakfast. I mean, and, and it's, I'm telling you, this is a place where I believe God is making covenant with Elijah. This is where God is revealing his nature. I can get it to you by any method. You know, the raven was not just any bird. It was the buzzard of the day. It was the dirty bird. God said, I can use the dirty bird to bless you. Not just the eagle that takes you to new heights, but I can use things that nobody thought, methods nobody put on the radar. I can bless you beyond what you expected. God is bringing it to him and he's dropping it in his life. But how many of you know you can't stay in those seasons? If it's just always easy and God's just wrapping it and giving it to you like a Christmas present, you can't grow there. Those are not the seasons where God matures you. But the seasons where God matures you is what we'll talk about in a moment. God speaks to Elijah and said, it's time to move. Now, what are you talking about, God? Uh, you're bringing me food by the birds. Other people are going hungry. They're dying. We're in a famine. And you want me to leave this season? But Elijah, by faith, rises up and he makes this declaration. At thy word will I go. For some of you, God is transitioning you and you don't understand where he's taking you and sometimes you just have to trust him when you cannot trace him when you cannot put it together in the natural when you don't know exactly what he's doing but you rise up and say at your word will I go father I don't know but it's a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path I'll hide it deep in my heart so in the journey I will not sin against you what that means when I fall it picks me back up when I'm confused it shows me the way when I do not understand because of my humanity, it leads me and guides me. He said, at thy word. Now, God would take him from a place of cutting covenant at Cherith to a place called Zarephath. Zarephath was known as the place of the refinery. It was a place where precious metals were melted down. Some called it the refiner's fire. I am telling you, you'll never be what God has called you to be unless you walk through a Zarephath where God molds you and melts you and he puts you through the fire because it's at the refiner's fire where impurities are burned out of you. It's at the refiner's fire where you become moldable and pliable. Now watch, he's at a place where the birds are bringing him food. Now he gets to Zarephath and here's what the Bible said. He goes to a widow's house that's living there with their son. Widows in the word of God always represented lack and poverty. And he tells the widow, he said, God sent me here and you're supposed to sustain me. She said, well, if you're a prophet, you would know that I'm broke. You really got the word. I have no money. And Elijah said, if you'll make me a cake, it will not be your last. Now watch what happens. It's not a season of overflow. It's a season of just enough. Every time they go back to the mill barrel, there's just enough meal. Day after day, week after week. Sometimes in your refiner fire moments, you're not living out a season of overflow. You're just walking one day at a time. You're just walking one moment at a time. Sometimes it's one breath at a time. Sometimes it's one thought at a time. Sometimes it's one song at a time. Sometimes it's just one step at a time. Every time they went back, there was just enough. Somebody say, just enough. There was just enough meal for that moment. And for some of you, you're living out one of those seasons right now. There's just enough. You're just getting through. You just have to breathe. You just have to take a breath. You just have to take a step. But it's in this season that God reveals the supernatural. Because in this season, the lady's son dies. And the Bible said Elijah carries this boy up to an upper room. And the Bible said in that moment, God revealed his supernatural power. Sometimes in our journey, it's in those just enough moments where we're just scraping 
stepping through that God reveals his mighty hand where he marks us in such a way dead things begin to live he begins to heal your mind and heal your spirit he begins to flip the script and declare your latter will be greater than your former your best is yet to come it's in that moment where God marks him with the supernatural and God said it's time to move to the next level now wait a second I left the ravens bringing me dinner but now you want me to leave where dead things are beginning to live you want me to leave this supernatural moment but Elijah the man of faith he rises up because God says go to Carmel I'm going to give you that mountain and he rises and says this at thy word will I go here's what you have to understand it's the word of God that leads you to abundance it's not ten principles it's not a quick fix it's not something you get in late night television you order but it's the word of God because it orders our steps it gets us to where God is taking at thy word will I go he gets to Carmel I'm telling you he's been through Cherith he's walking now by faith he's growing he's been through the refiner's fire and he gets to a place called Carmel and when he arrives God's already told him that it was going to be his mountain and he had assigned him there the Bible says when he gets there there's 450 450 prophets of Baal and they tell Elijah we were here before you this is our mountain now Elijah does not argue with them here's what he says let's find out who serves the true and living God you build an altar and I'll build an altar and if your God shows up you can have the mountain but if my God shows up I'll take the mountain he said matter of fact you go first and the Bible said they built an altar and the prophets of Baal the Bible said sang dance and prophesied all day and all night, but there was no fire. I've met people like that. They look churchy. They sound religious. Well, they look like they got it all together, but there's no fruit in their life. The Bible said they sing, they dance, they prophesy, but nothing happened. And the Bible said, finally, Elijah said, are you done? They were worn out. They were tired. One translation says they were out of breath. And the Bible said Elijah did something. He began to rebuild the altar of the Lord. The Bible said he first took wood and he placed the wood in order. I am telling you, when God is taking you to abundance, there's always order. When God is taking you to a greater season, there's always order. Because God works through order. If you ever get out of alignment, you'll miss your assignment. But I'm telling you, alignment always walks with assignment. And in, you may be in a season of alignment right now. Get ready. I believe there's a new season of assignment in your life. He put the wood in order. But then he did something. He asked for 12 stones. Those stones represented the tribes of Israel and the Bible said he outlined the altar with these stones and then he did something that was customary he took oxen and he put oxen he was going to offer a blood sacrifice to the father and he put oxen but then he takes it to a whole nother level the Bible said he asked for 12 barrels of water it has not rained in three and a half years water was the most precious thing that they possessed I believe he knew if God did not show up they would stone him for dumping water on the ground it was the most precious thing it has not rained in three and a half years and he dumped 12 barrels of water on the ground sometimes in your season of transition God requires a sacrifice that is dear it's significant in your life it doesn't roll off easy but it costs you something he said dump 12 barrels of gold on the ground dump 12 barrels of water on the ground and the Bible said one after the other they poured the water in the trench and then he stepped up and this is what he said he said I'm looking for the God of Abraham Isaac and Israel you know what he was saying I'm looking for the 
God that has proven himself time and time again. I'm looking for the God that sent me food by the birds. I'm looking for the God that raised the dead boy at the widow's house. I'm looking for the God that kept replenishing the mill barrel day after day. I'm looking for the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel. I'm looking for a God that has never lost a battle. I'm looking for a God that has won every time he's got in the ring. I'm looking for the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. I'm looking for the God that is God all by himself. I'm looking for the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And the Bible said the heavens begin to part and the fire begin to fall. And the Bible said it consumed the wood, it consumed the stones, it licked up all the water. It, I'm telling you, God even marked the ground, the Bible said. When God got done, he got all the glory. If you ever get to your mountain of Carmel, here, here's got to be your posture. Father, when you're done with this season, you get all the glory. No one else, no man, no place, no denomination, no organization. You get all the glory. Come on, give him glory right now because he's God. Father, we worship you today. You are Jehovah Jireh. You are Jehovah Nisi. You're my yes and my amen. My first and my last. God marked the ground. All of a sudden, Elijah began to hear something. He said, I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. Listen, fire comes to purify, rains come to produce a harvest. I'm going to say that one more time. Fire comes to purify, rains come to produce a harvest. He said, I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. He looks at the servant and says, I hear the sound. The servant said, I don't hear anything. He said, go, go, go to the sea and tell me what's out there. Sarah says, well, I turned on the television. Weatherman said, no rain in the forecast. I asked the neighbors. They've not heard about rain. I got on the internet. Nobody's posted on Facebook about it. I heard the sound of an abundance of rain. Bible said he went to the mountain, looked at the sea, and came back and said, Elijah, nothing is out there. It's not a cloud in the sky. This is what he said. He said, you go another six times, I'm going to Carmel. Here's what he's, I'm going to back to the place that God marked. I'm going back to a place where God revealed himself. I'm going back to a spot where God showed up with his glory. You just keep going until you see a rain cloud. And the Bible said he went one, two, three, four, five, six. And I'm telling you, Elijah fell on his face at Carmel and began to pray. He said, Lord, I've all done all this at your word. I've come and I've listened and I've moved according to your word. And finally, the seventh time, the servant comes back. And Elijah said, was there rain? He said, no, there was no rain. But wait a second, there was a cloud out there and it was about the size matter of fact it looked just like this it looked like a man's hand and Elijah said oh you better get your chariot ready or you'll get stuck in the mud what are you talking about I haven't felt any raindrop nobody's talking about rain in the forecast he said oh I've seen that hand before that was the hand that sent the ravens to feed me that was the hand that replenished the mill barrel that was the hand that healed the sick and, and changed the season that's the hand that declares a new season he said you better get ready or you'll get stuck. I'm telling you, I don't know about you, but I've
I've traveled around this globe in the last three months. I've been from city to city. I've been right here at City Life Church, and I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. There is something rippling in the atmosphere. It's happening on college campuses. It's happening in the marketplace. It's happening in homes. It's happening in churches. It's happening in schools. It's not for the weak need or the faint of heart. It's for those that rise up in the midst of the naysayer, in midst of the doubt, in midst of a famine. For those that rise up and declare God is on his throne. He is reigning and ruling. Come on, jump to your feet. I hear the sound of an abundance. Three places. A place of covenant, a place of refinement, and a place of abundance. He was reading Elijah because Elijah would lead Elisha through a season of, in a journey of abundance. He'd lead Elijah through, Elisha through Gilgal, Bethel, Jericho, and Jordan. He would lead the next season and the next generation through a process. I'm telling you. Without the process, the promise is never validated. Without the process, the promise is not undergirded. Without God revealing himself in the process, every one of us in this room will walk through a season of scraping in some place. Oh, it can't always be where God just drops it in you. And there may be moments right now where you're on your mountain of promise and the voices around you are louder than the voice within you. I'm telling you, one yes changes everything. A few years ago, I was going to Dallas to preach. And being originally from Dallas, I'm real familiar with the city. And anytime I get close to that city in Cowboy Stadium, I feel an extra anointing. <laughs> and uh, I was flying out. And when I got to the airport, the weather had changed and they grounded all the flights and finally they let us on the plane and we headed towards Dallas several hours late. And when I was getting into Dallas, I could see that we were getting close to the city. I recognized the outline of the city, the skyline there, and it's, it's unique. And um, I could tell we were there, but we were just kind of hanging out. Finally, the pilot came on and he spoke these words. He said, because of the delay of the storms, he said, they have us in a holding pattern. He said, they're clearing the runway and they're preparing a gate. He said, matter of fact, there's been a gate change. For some of you, there's been a gate change. He said, there's been a gate change. And he said, we're going to land this thing soon and get you off. And then he said this, do not get off until we land it. <laughs> we weren't going anywhere. He was joking. Right there and the Holy Spirit spoke to me. I've been walking through some shifting seasons. I've been walking through a season of change and right there on that airplane hovering thousands of feet in the sky God spoke to me and said, Tony, I've been preparing a gate. I've been clearing a runway. He said, I'm going to land this thing and get you off. But then he said, do not get off until I land it. I've come to tell somebody, stay in the process. Stay in the journey. Keep moving from faith to faith. Keep moving from grace to grace. Keep walking and declaring. Keep believing that what God said, He is going to accomplish. What God declared over you and your family or your finances or your health. I hear the sound. Here's what happened. The Bible said it wasn't long that quickly the heavens got dark. Clouds begin to form and rains begin to fall. The chariots begin to move and the hand of God came upon Elijah and he began to outrun chariots. 
I'm telling you, seasons of rain, supernatural things begin to happen. Acceleration begins to come. We're going to pray today. I'm going to ask the team to come quickly and get ready to lead us in some worship. But every time God spoke, every time God spoke, Elijah would rise up, maybe even not understanding. It's good here. The birds are bringing food. But I'll go at your word. Lord, dead things are living. The mill barrel is meeting the knee, but at your word will I go. Well, we could stay on Carmel. Fire has already fallen. I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. Maybe there's something stirring in you and you just feel God is moving you. Maybe he's working in you. Maybe you're on that journey to abundance, but right now all you see is lack. Maybe you're at a place where you happen to fight the good fight of faith. And you're in the ring and you feel like you're losing. But the Holy Spirit would declare you're already made a victor today. Maybe you're at that place where you just have a trouble hearing the right voices. All he would say was this, at your word, 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 at your word. Will I go? I'm going to ask this team to lead us in worship. And as they begin to leave, if you're here and you say, Pastor, I'm ready. You don't have to. You stay right where you are. I'll pray for you right in your seat. But there's some of you, like Elijah, you need to activate your faith. You need to put one foot in front of the other and begin to move into a new season. If that's you, as they sing, I want you to come and stand with me right in these altars. I'm, just, I'm not even going to ask the prayer team to come. I'm just going to pray over you today and believe and join our faith together. But maybe you're here and you say, Pastor, that's me. That's me. At your word, will I go? At your word, will I go? Thank you again for joining us for today's message. Our prayer is that it ministered to you and changed your life. If there is anything we can pray with you about, or if God has used this ministry to touch you in any way, send us an email to info at citylifechurch.cc. We would love to invite you to be our guest at one of our campuses throughout Tampa for our Sunday service experience. You can find out our times and locations on our website at citylifechurch.cc. You can also download our app on your smartphone and tablets for more online messages and to stay up to date with everything happening at City Life. It was great having you with us today, and we will see you next time.